This episode is brought to you by Harris Resort SoCal. Nestled against a rolling hillside and just down the road from Palomar Mountain, guests at Harris Resort SoCal can expect gorgeous views, friendly staff, available night and day to encourage everyone to have a great time. When I was there recently, I had a chance to dine at California's first and the nation's largest house kitchen. And it's true, the beef wellington and sticky toffee dessert are great. The restaurant is inspired by the hit TV show and features a menu approved by the Michelin star celebrity chef, Gordon Ramsay himself. Hope to see you all at Harris Resort SoCal in 2024. I'm uh, Linda Moon. I'm uh, the creator of Benmi Podcast and now Benmi Media. I'm doing podcasts, video and events talking about Asia and Asian cultures. Welcome to the Vietnamese. I'm your host, Kenneth Nguyen. Being part of a culture of nearly 100 million Vietnamese people in the world today comes with a lot of pain, proud history, and privilege. Join me as I highlight and explore the Vietnamese experience from all over. It was great meeting you in person when you came out to uh, California uh, just recently. And I wanted to ask you after this trip, you know, I want to really get into what were some of the biggest difference that you noticed uh, between uh, the French entertainment industry for Asian people and the United States and, and California? So what I can say is, uh, uh, so first of all, thank you, Kenneth, for inviting me in your podcast. And uh, also I was uh, so surprised that the person that I met the first day, uh, the first night of my trip was uh, you with a bunch of other guys, creative people from uh, from the entertainment industry and all Vietnamese. So it's really something that we are not used to uh, in France. And what I, what I can say, um, about uh, the entertainment industry in France and the Asian uh, communities in in this industry is that it's not as advanced for sure as uh, in the United States. I've managed to uh, organize uh, an event uh, earlier this year in 2023 um, during a festival like Asian Film Festival, they focus on uh, Laos, Cambodia, and Vietnam. And during this festival, I um, managed to organize uh, a roundtable with uh, different uh, Asian, um, you know, like from uh, from the cinema industry. And we were about in the in the room, um, more or less thirty people. And I think it was the first time ever that we had to we gather that much people in the same room. And it was in 2023. And oh. I think, you know, like in United States, it has been like, you know, like you have you have done things like that probably like 30 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So the thing is that, you know, like when when we see, uh, you know, like Michelle Yeoh um, winning the Oscars, Kiwi Kwan winning the Best Actors, we are like in France, we're like, oh my God, America is in the future, you know. And then uh, us in in France, we are struggling to have like at least one face, you know, like only one face. Not not we are not talking about two faces, Asian faces. 
just one. And uh, like Steve that you met also, Steve Tran, he's an actor for more than 20 years. And he's almost, you know, like one of the few that we see uh, on screens. And I think he's um, he has this hope that other faces can 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 bring can break through, you know, like uh, on the on the French cinema, French uh, entertainment, like for Asians. And yeah, this is the big gap that we can witness. And and during our whole trip, we we met with uh, different and diverse. Um, uh, personalities and people, and a lot of them, they are uh, producer, filmmaker, Asian, and it was I don't know, like uh, like for, for in France, for example, like uh, most of the time we are talking about we need at least only one production, one producer, Asian. Where is this person? And then in two weeks time in LA, we met like almost every day, a new producer. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, what, what is this world? <laughs> I have so many questions about your answer. Uh, I guess, did you know that that was going on in the United States? So I had an idea from my perspective through the streaming platform like Netflix. Yeah for example. So basically, you know, like, so this episode is not sponsored by Netflix, but, you know, like Netflix really, you know, like lead me to find other stories, like the stories that I can find some um, people who looks like me, like um, the first, um, uh, the first movie that I wanted to watch on Netflix, and the reason why I, 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 I get the plan, it was the film of uh, Angelina Jolie, First They Kill My Father, uh, about uh, the Cambodian War, and then after that I found out, you know, like uh, uh, stand-up comedians like. Um, Ali Wong, Ronnie Cheng, uh, Aziz Ansari, you know, like uh, the latest uh, TV series, uh, Beef, uh, you know, like uh, also uh, Alan Yang um, uh, with uh, his movie called uh, Tiger Tail, uh, like um, uh, his, his stories about Taiwan. Um, yeah, so, so many stories, like Asian stories that we want to relate to and that we cannot find in France. So... I knew that something was going on in America, but I didn't know that the Vietnamese community was as advanced also. Yeah, I I am very proud of the Vietnamese American film community because they have been, like you said, at it for 30 years at least. And um, I wonder why France doesn't have the numbers is it because the amount of asian people in france or is it because it's truly an oppression of the voices of asian people from in france so um the biggest asian community in europe is in france so this is first thing so it's not about the number i think it's about the politics um you know like there's one thing that you got you guys in the uh, united states that we don't have is um representations 
uh, quotas, diversity in um, in any kind of, uh, you know, like stage, like from actors to producers to, you know, like, like for us, they, they will put just for the sake of representations to have like this one Asian guy as an actor. But the decision maker, who are they? Are they Asian? No, they're always the same because they don't input this. I, I don't mean that the quotas is the is the solution for everything, but I mean it's it's it working helps. in it helps and it's work it works in United States. So why not you know like uh, having also our voice in France to to have this representation and and this is what I can. I can, I can, uh, you know, like I live that also, like uh, where when I was uh, living in uh, in Asia, and then um, people will talk to me and asking where do I come from, and I'm saying I'm French, Vietnamese, Cambodian, and they were like, what? There's Asian in France, and it it translates everything about how friends are putting Asians right. on the. They don't put Asian anywhere, you know, yeah. like it's um, but it's starting slowly because they can see that there's a trend. And, and now, you know, like the the big um, luxury brand, you know, like LVMH, uh, Louis Vuitton, Celine, Hermes, whatever, what, whatsoever, they, they are putting Asians, but they are Asians from Asia. But we want to to tell them, hey, guys, there's Asians in France, too. And we are also talented where you have singers, you have actors, you have like uh, content creators, you have like uh, journalists. But if if you if you don't dig, if you don't look for them, you will they 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 they, they won't you know, like you you will never find them, you know, like if, if you if you think that they are they don't exist, you know. I'm so grateful for you to share that because I want the audience, especially the Vietnamese Americans, to appreciate what we have now, which is, you know, many decades of fighting for representation. And, you know, if we can, as the Vietnamese American entertainment community, support France, the Vietnamese French, to understand the process and support with information, support with any kind of amplification that we can, uh, I think that's going to be beneficial in creating bridges that are, you know, between France and, and the, the U.S. Uh, Vietnamese communities. So I really appreciate your your sharing the struggles that you you face because we need to um, we need to be thankful um, here in America about the representation. But we know that there's um, a, a battle, a fight to bring this kind of representation still in the U.S. and as well in France. Mm, uh, yes. And, you know, like um, one of the, uh, like um, we, we are following a lot the journey of uh, Chu uh, Hip Changye. Right. You know, like he's a French Vietnamese actor and he has been uh, acting for the last uh, 20 years like since he has been retired in France and he will do extras in French films as 
Mm. And uh, thanks to a short uh, from Maximilian Badier-Rosenthal, who uh, win the best short, I think, last year for the Viet Film Fest. So the producer, uh, Jess Vu, you know, like she she just see two hip in the film and she was like, okay, this is this is the guy that we need for uh, the getaway driver. Yes. The, the, the accidental getaway driver. And then uh, we were so proud in France to see him, you know, like going through this journey, being the lead character, being in the front of the screen and being the Vietnamese uh, character. But it's in the US and probably maybe thanks to this film, like French people will realize, oh my God, this guy is actually French. So we need him for, for other films, you know? Absolutely. So sometimes, you know, like uh, this is one of the struggle in France is that French industry or French people will recognize you when you do something overseas. And then after that, they are like, okay, this guy, it's, um, you know, like him an actor that uh, we want to have him in our film and so on. But uh, before uh, before America, maybe not, you know. Yeah. So it's, um, yeah, so we also like thankful for um, what's going on, you know, like um, on your side to 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 help us like to to showcase also like the talents that we have also in France. I am so proud of what you hip did with the accidental getaway driver. His work was phenomenal in the movie. And I got to see it uh, at the beginning of this year in 2023 in Sundance film festival. And I remember watching the movie thinking to myself, like this man is from little Saigon here in orange County. And then when he goes up to give the question and answer Q and a, he's, start speaking in Vietnamese and I'm like, Oh, that makes sense. And then he switches over to French and I think he <laughs> thanks his wife for his family. And he starts speaking French and you're just like, Oh my God, this is the most beautiful situation for this older man, because mm. you can see he finally gets the recognition for being French Vietnamese. And he wants to display that to the international community that he is from France. And it's so pr such a proud moment for this actor. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, I, we found it uh, amazing. So what got you into podcasting? I was born and I grew up in France and I follow like um, international uh, business master because I knew that I wanted to um, probably like walk overseas. So uh, after my graduation, I, um, I, I take a ticket and uh, a visa to Singapore um, and then I stayed in Asia like Singapore first and Hong Kong and then Bangkok in Thailand so I lived in Asia for eight years from 2012 to 2020 and on my last job in Asia I was marketing manager for the region for a French um, uh, beverage company and I think what I love the most in my in my job there was traveling around and see different people in Asia 
um, and see how diverse is Asia. Because since I'm young, um, I had the chance uh, that my mother could, you know, like um, uh, send me to, to Vietnam to, to see the family. And I thought that Asia was like Vietnam, like everywhere in Asia was like Vietnam. And uh, in my studies, I have an exchange program. I went to South Korea in Seoul for five months. And I was like, oh, my God, this is not Vietnam at all. And yeah. And then same same for for my for my career, you know, like I had to travel to China, to Indonesia, Malaysia, Singapore, Japan, um, many places. And I am very grateful and uh, you know, like, um, uh, yeah, I'm very grateful of of this uh, of of my experience in Asia because this makes me, uh, you know, like realize we are so small in this world, and then Asia has so much mm. resources in terms of cultures, cuisines, like languages, and yeah. So that was the first point. And then the second is that when I was living in Asia, I realized how much I was French and how much I was Asian. Why? Because like whenever I go, uh, you know, in um, in a city in Asia, it's Taipei or let's say Kathmandu in Nepal. Like people will thought that I'm local. They will start to talk to me in their language right and it's um yeah it's an icebreaker and i start to tell them okay i'm uh i'm not taiwanese or i'm not nepalese i'm i'm french vietnamese cambodian and and so this is how i realized like how asian i was because of my face and how french i was because when i'm starting to to say that i'm french they're like, they know at least one thing about France, you know, like France has this, um, uh, you know, like uh, visibility, like cultural, uh, right. they, they are in the first place on the stage of the world, you know, like, so, so everybody knows France, uh, but nobody knows that there's Asian in France. And also, like, sometimes I will, you know, like, met some random French tourists in Asia, and they were like, oh, you talk uh, a very good French. And I'm like, I'm French. French. I'm French, yes. (laughs) And they're like, yeah, but you don't have any accent. I say, yeah, because I'm French. French. (laughs) So, you know, uh, it's funny, like, this, all, all this, like, makes me realize, okay, I didn't know much about Asia before living in Asia. And and a second thing is that there's no representation in France about Asian people. Um, even, even though we are like probably like more than two millions and and we are the biggest communities in Europe, Asian people in France. So I want to meet these Asian people like so I come back to France in 2020 I was supposed to go to Portugal to to start something in Portugal but the lockdown came and this is how you know like lockdown with my mom and I start to read to write and I I write my first articles um and I launched my my blog I call Banmi culture 
and and then I I was into the podcast. I feel like podcasts uh, uh, really gets uh, you immersed into into the conversation and into the feelings of the people and so on. So I wanted to you know like starting doing my podcast as well, and I call it Ban Me Podcast. And Ban Me is very symbolic for me. It's first of all is the sandwich that my mom is uh, doing for all our, you know, like travels. And it's a sandwich that I introduced to my French friends that didn't know about Ben Me. And it's also what I am, a French baguette and Asian ingredients Sorry. inside. Mm -hmm. And wow. when I was living... Yeah. And when I was living in Hong Kong, I had a friend. Uh, he's um, Indian, Hong Kong. Uh, he's uh, uh, born in Hong Kong, but he's Indian. And he told me, yeah, Linda, you're Ben Mi. And I said, what? I said, yeah, you're French, Vietnamese, you're Ben Mi. Is, isn't it the same thing? And I said, oh, yes. And yeah, it, it means so much things. So, yeah. Yeah. I interesting. You know, there there's another podcaster uh, out there, Randy Kim. Uh, with Bun Me Chronicles, and it was ah. also yes, it was also a podcast. But the interesting thing about about that podcast is Randy is Vietnamese Cambodian as well. Mm, wow! So it's like two people <laughs> who have Bun Me in their podcast titles, but also Vietnamese Cambodian. Oh my god! It's alignment i don't know <laughs> interesting yeah so yes. such an interesting thing so you got started uh in 2020 and before you got started what did you think that you were going to be doing uh in terms of podcasting what what did you have to prepare for what was your vision for the podcast i didn't have any vision you know like i think i i just wanted to you know, like uh, what happened when I was in Asia is that I I travel a lot. You know, like all my savings will go into travel, either alone or either with friends. And whenever I'm traveling, I love to meet local people. This is my thing, like going to local food, like very, you know, like down the streets and so on. And for me to understand like who they are, what they eat, and if they have stories to tell me and then like for me to, you know, like just I'm I'm feeding, you know, like my my thought and my my soul with that. And many times happen that I'm like, oh my God, this is this conversation, mm -hmm. this conversation is so interesting. I would record it. And I think it started from that, is that I'm you know, during my journey in, in Asia, I, I got so much inspiration from the people that I met. So I'm like, okay, so now probably I could start with the podcast so I can record it. And so for me to listen back to it, you know, and also to share yeah. with my friends and with people who can uh, find, um, who can who can listen to it and uh feeling that it can resonate with their own stories or maybe can plant a seed in them like they plant a seed in me to become another or best version of myself thanks to these people thanks to this person that i just met and i think it's yeah yeah that it, that is a uh, a really 
profound reason to start because really I think podcast starts with our curiosity about the world. Yes, exactly. And yeah, and from a thing to another, you know, like, so uh, I started the podcast and the blog and then I apply also for to be um, for an incubator. Um, so I've been selected selected um twice you know like once for six months and another one for nine months so i feel like okay there's people in france that believe in what i'm doing right now it was like out of my simple curiosity and i i i was just thinking oh it would be like something that i can pass my time with you know like like a hobby or something and then I realized that more and more I was like baby step by baby step. I can see that there's an audience and there's also like people who wants to help me. So first, uh, an illustrator, she, she, she created my, my logo. She created the first um, illustrations, like every episode that uh, released, you, ha- you got um, a teasing illustration. And uh, she started like, okay, let's go with probably like three or four illustration and we will see if our collaboration is doing well. And she's still with me like two years and a half later. And uh, yeah, and then uh, a girl for the uh, for community manager, like a guy who is not Asian, but um, he's... Um, his kids are mixed Asian and he's really into Asian culture. He really, you know, like, like um, the episode that I was released. And he was like, okay, I, I'm a photograph. Um, I really want to do the photo of your, you know, like um, your recording with your, with your guest. And from a thing to another, you know, like uh, I have my mentor. He's a French Vietnamese artist. And he's like, Linda, what you're doing is, great podcast and everything but go another step go further do film podcast and I say yeah but you know like I don't have the gear I don't have you know like the camera I don't know like how to edit and if I uh, call someone probably it's gonna be you know like a cost and I'm not sure that I have the resources for that and he's like okay just ask around and tell me how much it will it will be, and I will see if I can help you. So he was my first, you know, like um, sponsor. How do you call that? Sponsored? Yeah, he was my first sponsor, and and uh, my podcast turned into videos thanks to him. So he just gave me the opportunity to 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 bring out something else that I haven't imagined. So when you, you asked me, Kenneth, like what was my vision with the podcast? I was like. I didn't have, yeah, I had no vision and I didn't, I didn't know that, you know, like uh, four months later, I will do like film podcast and then it just keep on going like this, you know, like season one close with a three filmed episode and then season three, uh, season two, I started with a crowdfunding to keep on going with the film podcast and I reached the amount that I needed to 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 keep on going with that with that format and now we are on season three and we are still doing video and we have still our audience you know like growing up and and yeah so it's um i i will say that i think sometimes you know like um you don't have a precise goal but 
you just have your guts and your heart telling you something that you pass to action without thinking. And it's just like you're doing it because it's in you. So I think this is something that I had. And, you know, like even now, you know, like uh, we are we are now doing a collab with Uniqlo. I haven't imagined, you know, like uh, in January 2023 that, okay, this year I'm going to do a collab with a big brand. No, never. Like, you know, like it's starting slowly, growing up, and then we are challenging our ideas with the team. Now we are about 20 uh, 20 volunteers in Badmi Media Team. And yeah, it's like an organization now. And I didn't expect that when I started like my first episode of the podcast. This episode is brought to you by Somkai Distillery, my only go-to gin company. Established in 2018, Somkai Distillery is Vietnam's first gin distillery founded by Daniel Nguyen, a Vietnamese American from Southern California. No matter how many people I have at my parties, we are always pouring Somkai Gin. Somkai Gin is handcrafted in small batches and prioritizes using botanicals and ingredients that are native and heirloom to Vietnam. The result is a product uniquely Vietnamese in taste and aroma. Somkai is now growing to include rice wine and traditional Vietnamese herbal liqueurs similar to Amaro. Somkai prides itself in Vietnam from the farmers who grow the fruits and herbs to the artists behind the artwork and design. Somkai is a community effort of people who are proud to be Vietnamese and collectively embody the spirit of Vietnam. So the phenomenal. How do you pick the people that come on as guests? I select them because probably I have, I don't know, it's very hard to explain, but it's something probably feeling intuitive and you know like something like this and you know like in my in my podcast i i had guests asian and non-asian as well like uh, non-asian people coming into the podcast and and uh, have a story to tell because they have a link they have a passion uh with asia and they can you know like there was this guy he's a french guy from strasbourg and he did um an art residency in uh in vietnam for only two months and after that he could speak vietnamese you know like uh his accent was even better than some french vietnamese people that trying to speak vietnamese and he Thanks to his book, um, I learned a lot about some food that I didn't know about Vietnam. And, and he could, and, and he also cooked the Vietnamese food. So he's speaking Vietnamese, he's cooking Vietnamese, and he can, he can tell you some stories about, you know, like, um, historic recipes of, uh, Vietnamese wow. dishes. And I'm like, okay, you know, like, so, um, I think, yeah it's it's a feeling now you know like you have i have more and more people like suggesting me this guest or that guest etc because the the media is becoming bigger but um nowadays i i i, I don't take any more guests um because i have 
many recordings in pending that we need to edit so i don't want to be you know like uh struggling into all the things that we need to edit right. so i will go step by step but i think one life won't be enough for me like to interview everybody all the people that i would like to interview yeah that's a very true statement you know people ask me that in the beginning aren't you going to run out of vietnamese guests to interview i said i don't think so this is like infinity there's so many yeah. beautiful so many beautiful people in our in our Vietnamese global world. Yeah, and I'm so impressed with your podcast Kenneth. It's like you started in late 2020 December and then now you're like more than 300 guests. It's phenomenal. It's like wow. <laughs> you know, I I consider myself very lucky because I love people. I love mm -hmm. people. I love to be around people. I, I love to get to know people. I think everybody is like um, an infinite library inside of themselves. And mm. so I get to to speak to somebody like you. Your experience as a podcaster in France is so valuable. It's so uh, interesting to me to hear about your experiences across the ocean from where I am. You know, mm. it's a, a beautiful, it's just a very beautiful, I, I feel very lucky and privileged to be able to do the work that I do. So uh, I, I don't mind doing many, 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 many episodes and continuing to do many, many more because I am addicted to it. And mm. uh, this is the thing that I, I really love about uh, the world that we live in today. Mm. And it's very fulfilling, you know, like for the yeah. Vietnamese community or even other, like to, to, to see and that you offer like that much interview. So for us to, to dig into it and to be inspired by those different stories, yeah. Yeah, there are so many inspiring stories. I think I don't talk enough about the business world, the finance world, the science world, the tech world. I mm. think I focus a lot on the entertainment world or the academic world, but there are so many different worlds within the Vietnamese uh, global world. What are some of the things that you've learned in your life from the podcast? When I interview my guest, somehow it's for my own therapy mm. you know like so you are trying to to feel something that you are missing yeah so most of the time you know like i will ask my guests about their relationship with their parents why because probably because i want to know if we can share the similar you know, like education with yeah. our immigrants' parents, you know? So it brings me, I think, more compassion, to be more compassionate about, let's say, like I was talking about the parents, so maybe about our parents. You know, like sometimes my mom, she doesn't um, understand what I'm doing. Why, why, why would I, you know, like quit my job, a good salary, like my very good life in Thailand, Bangkok, and then going back to Europe, don't have any plan and then starting something that she don't know at all what I'm doing, I'm, what I'm doing, you know? Yeah. So, but by being compassionate, and listening to other people's stories, I can tell to myself, like, she's 
she just want to protect me you know like parents just want to protect us and the the life they were living it's not the life that we are living now so we have now this generation my generation we have the luxury to do whatever we want and they didn't have this right. luxury they didn't have this privilege so whatever she's asking me question what i'm telling her is that it's thanks to your work yeah. it's thanks to your to your to your courage it's thanks to whatever you you left back you know like uh, when you were younger to build your life in france that i'm you know like i'm allowed to do what i'm doing now so so yeah so different guests uh, can can bring me more compassion yeah. can bring me also more strength to to keep on doing what i'm doing right now you know like uh, so uh, I will I will find some answer, you know, like for this guy who started um, a video clip uh, without uh, any knowledge, without any education in video, but just like um, uh, watching uh, YouTube tutorials and watching people doing. And it's actually what I'm doing also with the podcast, with my media, like and having his testimonials like saying okay if you want to do something just do it if you don't have the gear just create some kind of a gear that can do right. whatever you want to do with that and it's give me the you know like uh, the the reassurance that okay even though i i uh, i'm not uh, you know like um, i don't have everything in in my hand i can I can try and whenever I try and whenever it work, I can evolve in something bigger in something, you know, like, and yeah. So I think I'm trying to finding answer probably for myself and then to share with others and, you know, like, and the, the, the thing that uh, really um, touched me, it's when I receive DM and some people saying thank you linda for what you're doing because um when i listened to this entrepreneur i i i felt you know like the 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 you know like it filled me that i it was the 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 it helped me like to just quit my job because I was in doubt. And then now I will open my cafe and it oh. won't, it would haven't, it wouldn't happen if I haven't listened to it and probably like um, uh, DM this guy, you know, like to, to ask, to, to go deeper in uh, his journey for them to, 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 to stop their, their journey. You know, like, so it's kind of, you know, like creating uh, a bubble, yeah. like um, an ecosystem where um, where you can reveal your potential. You can reveal something that it's in to you, but probably the society, the education, your parents, you know, like cover it and saying, no, you should go this way. This way is better. And then by listening to other stories, you just uncover and then right. make what 
your purpose is to shine bright. As I'm listening to this, I hear a lot of community and I hear a lot of uh, things that you learn with compassion. And I can't but uh, help to think about your your husband, because uh, if you don't mind talking about a little bit about his work, um, I'm interested in sort of how much influence you each have on each other from the work that you both do. The other things that the media brought me is my husband <laughs> and our daughter, because he... So when I started like uh, the the film podcast, it's uh, someone that wants to help me introduce me to him, and this is how you know like uh, you met your husband through the podcast. Yes. Wow, what a beautiful story. Yes, yes. So he was he was the videographer, yeah. and he still is the videographer of all the episodes. So th- this is how we met, and yeah, and and. And uh, and now we have uh, we have a baby together. So so by me brought many things actually, <laughs> professionally and very personally. Beautiful. Oh wow. So, but I understand so, that. He, so he makes movies, right? Yeah. So he makes movies, and what it's um um very interesting and funny at the same time is that he was um living abroad just like me, uh, I was living in Asia and he was living in Morocco. And uh, we came back uh, on the same year, 2020, uh, back to France. And uh, before that, he was not into Asian community. He was not into Asian, you know, like stories or so on. And I was not neither. I was not into Asian stories and 2020 brought us some sparkles to go through this. So I'm doing, you know, like developing and keep on going with my media to amplify uh, the voices to tell stories about Asia, Asian cultures. And he's doing movies about Asian communities. And this is the reason why we came to LA because he has his short, um, that he co-directs uh, with uh, Steve Tran has been selected to the Viet Film Fest. And I was doing the media coverage um, uh, so for the Viet Film Fest. Oh, so yes. we came for the for the <laughs> for the same reason, but uh, different um, you know like different perspective. And uh, actually like working together on those topics, I think it brought us a lot it completes us a lot because he has a visual technical and visual like he tells story through image images and i'm telling stories to the voices of the people that i interview so it kind of you know like a puzzle that's just come across and then like you know like be together yeah I, I stick together. I don't know like how to say in English. No, you but... said it perfectly. I understand what you meant. Yeah. So I think we sometimes it's difficult because um working together and living together, you know, like it can be a bit too much yeah. sometimes. So we, we need also our own space. But um I think overall it's uh, brought us a lot we are challenging our ideas we are challenging the stories that we want to tell and 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 going to LA together it was 
it was beautiful as well, you know, like to to travel together with our family, with our baby, with his father, and to fulfill together the the question that we had about the Asian diaspora in in LA and then to feel and then to to find the answers together. It's I think it's um we share and then I think we we should you know like value even more like to have the ability to to be a couple and to to share this together. Yeah, it's amazing. It's an amazing journey that you get to work and and live together and share these experiences of culture that you could then have your daughter see or son see your children see it. You know, this is all such a, a beautiful possibility in your life. Mm. Now, what does it mean to be Vietnamese to you? You know, like I feel I'm a part of a big family. You know, like when I was in LA, like meeting this uh, Vietnamese diaspora there, you know, like the Vietnamese in entertainment, we feel like it's something, mm. you know, like very easy, like we are in family, like yes. everything is so flowing, you know, like it's, um, we don't have to do an extra effort. It's there, you know, and I think this is what I feel about being Vietnamese, you know, like the food that we eat, the food that we share together, the music that we could listen or like, you know, like just, you know, like it was the first time that I was um, uh, visiting Little Saigon Food Plot Hall mm. and I met with uh, Chris from Little Saigon and the first time that we met, it was so, you know, like also like we've met before. It, it, it's so funny to say but it's um it, yeah it was like family even though we we didn't know each other so it's so weird that you bring him up he's a great guy yeah i, I literally just recorded him last night and right oh, now wow. <laughs> his video his uh his podcast is live i just released it this morning oh like, my oh, god <laughs> i talked to you that's so crazy uh, he's such a uh, a nice human being how did you run into him I, and and the, I, I'll tell you why this story is important to me, but I want to hear how you met him. So it's uh, Steve, you know, like Steve Tran, uh, that we traveled together during two weeks. Um, he he knew about his uh, Instagram account and he showed me the videos and so on. And then he started to talk to him. And then uh, I was like, oh, okay, it looks cool. Okay, let's let's see and maybe see what's what what's it's the little second shop and then like maybe meet the guy behind this and 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 then we went to the shop he was not there and then uh we met you know like two days later and it was yeah very easy and i think it's i think chris i i don't want to talk on 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 his behalf but i feel that he has this kind of purpose that's growing really strong into him to to showcase about Vietnam the culture like everything about this and and he was not into it before just like me you know like and now we have you know like we cross our path our yeah. journey and wanted to to do this so it's funny to see us you know like from different parts of the world and trying to amplify the the 
you know, like the culture, our heritage, our roots. And and then he's doing on his way, I'm doing on my way, but we have the same mission. And this is what is very beautiful about it. And um, and we we also see each other like many times after that. And it was still the same. Like we were so happy to meet again each other. And then, yeah, yeah, it was, we, we, we met very incredible people in LA and, you know, like, as I told you, you know, the, the, the first night having this long table, like organized by Bao, and then you were there. And then like, I met so many different people there and then, yeah, it's, you feel like cozy. Yes, <laughs> I yes, don't know. That's a, that's a good word. Cozy. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I, I think there's so many truths to what you said about Chris. He's a, a community builder and he has a true passion for amplifying the Vietnamese story. So shout out to Chris uh, over at Little Saigon Official. He's, he's a wonderful human being. Mm. Now, um, the the access point and the intersection of uh the entertainment industry, uh, both from France when you guys came, um, and the what you witnessed uh, happened to be on the Vietnamese Film Festival weekend. That festival is so special because 20 years ago, uh, it, it's the anniversary of 20 years, and Isale, the founder, started it. And now today, when you attend a festival like that, if you really think about it, there's only like a fraction of the people in the Vietnamese film industry at that festival. There's a lot of people, 90% of the people who are in the Vietnamese film industry is not there, but it's a big event, right? Mm, it's a really yeah. big event. But if you think yes. about it, there's only a small percentage of the Vietnamese film festival, uh, inter in Vietnamese and entertainment because they're out shooting somewhere. They're not able to attend. But a lot of people who went to Vietnam to start the Vietnamese film industry came from that festival wow amazing okay many i didn't know i didn't know that and many people yeah and i think it's it's a great way to showcase you know like 20 yes. years it's amazing you know it's a and i didn't know about this this festival until um maximilian with uh his short malabar uh won the best short and then like two hip you know, like uh, had the spotlights um, with with this festival and then the getaway driver, but yeah, it's it's an amazing work that's easily you know like brought up and with all the volunteers. Um, yeah, I, I I think it's something that we can even grow, you know, like uh, and amplify even more and to have more people from different parts of the world to come again, you know, like to this kind of, uh, festival, we met, uh, the Irish girl who Irish won the Bridget, best, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, I, yeah, I think it's, it really can, you know, like, um, uh, how do you say that? Um, can can bring you know like uh, new synergies i don't know like yes, new synergies, yes new yeah new mm, yeah new synergies to to people at this meeting point yes absolutely uh mm. like i said i i always call isa lay the godmother of the vietnamese film industry mm. because uh in the early days you had charlie wing you had victor vu ham tran 
uh, you had all of these big directors in Vietnam that played at the Viet Film Festival that went on to foster careers of Jenny Chang Lei and Danny Do and all of these younger filmmakers that, mm. uh, you know, just were the next level. And then those people now, the younger ones are now the elders that are leading uh, the, 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 the young community of filmmakers, you know. Uh, there's people like Stefan Gogger who, who directed Alan Sparrow and, and Saigon Yo. And so all of these previous generations came under Isale, uh, came under the Vid Film Festival, got their start there. Oh, we all met there. We would mm. attend it and be there every year for the last 20 years. And if we were in town, we'd show up and, and network with each other. Yeah, it's such a wonderful. Now we have, you know, people from Ireland and France to, to come and join Um and it's such a beautiful thing. And, you know, uh, I want to talk about Janan Holm, too, um, being from France. You know, I just got to meet him uh, recently about a month ago with his new movie. Uh, it showed in L.A. for a little bit um, at a mm. private screening. But what what a beautiful um, film he made. Mm. Yeah. Um, Janan Holm, the, the French film director, uh, do, do you know who I'm talking about? Yes, but I haven't. Um, I haven't watched his movie yet. Yes, yes, yeah. I don't mm. think it's out in the theaters yet. Ah, yeah. Is it about? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's about food. Yeah, yeah, it's about food. I think I saw. I saw the. I saw the the, the movie in the metro. Um, yes. but uh, but I haven't watched it. Yeah. Now, what are some of the major challenges of your work today? Probably the money. <laughs> that's always going to be the number one yeah thing. yep i think it's the money but you know like the thing is that what is beautiful with ben me like it's okay ben me is a podcast it's a media and we are doing events and we kind of build a community you know like we have these volunteers who are very active into um into the different events like this collab that we we launched with Uniqlo having you know like Asian food on t-shirts and it's the first time ever in Paris that a Uniqlo shop got you know a bad me on a t-shirt a pho a ramen uh you know wow. like a durian uh sriracha bottle you know like the the the, the spicy sauce and um I think the the, the strength of of this collective the this creative collective is that we stick with we stick together and we challenge together on new opportunities and then now we're uh you know like starting from 2023 we're starting to have like money you know like uh not talking about the crowdfunding from uh from the season two but that there's brands there's organization there's uh, you know, like uh, people who wants to work with us because they are very interested in our audience. Like from now on, we we never had, you know, like uh, a media talking about uh, Asia or Asian culture or Asian communities. And I think Badmi Media is kind of one of the first. So now like with all the different social media that we have, we are more than 40,000 people following us and it's a engage um engage community that now people are interested in working with us and also um 
yeah different uh different you know like different things so so i think you know like i'm telling you the money can be like the challenge and the struggle but we are finding a path to go through it and to you know like learn from it you know i want to make sure that you understand that i'm extending our openness to collaborate uh with paris with the vietnamese uh industry the vietnamese um french entertainment industry if you need anything from our side if we can help out on anything please let us know with introductions with resources or any questions that you have and and i want to say that on 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 the program because i want our community to have unconditional welcome for all of the vietnamese global including the Vietnamese in the homeland, Vietnamese in Africa, Vietnamese in Australia, mm. certainly in, in France, all over the world to participate in, in the idea of un, unconditional welcome uh, with each other. So mm. as that- Thank you as, very much, yeah. Kenneth. It, it is Thank my you. And, pleasure. And I think it's, um, yeah, it's, this is this is where we are all looking at, you know, like through the United States, because the representation of Vietnamese people, this is the biggest Vietnamese diaspora uh, outside of Vietnam. And you have this is what we were talking about with Steve Tran, is that the Vietnamese in America, we look at them and they are like so successful you know like doing this being an entrepreneur doing that being a producer like uh um they are in the film industry and you know like you are so advanced in so many points that yeah and i think there's something that we can you know like um uh, continue to to build with the vietnamese diaspora from all over the world and connecting the bridges you know like bridging together yeah bridging together that's a, a very good uh, way to put it bridging together mm. that being said now i have to bridge together uh, my interview with steve because that should have happened years ago when we steve and i had talked about getting on the podcast but now i have to reach out to him i can't believe i got you on before i got steve you know <laughs> i feel, oh, nice. I feel so <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Steve, if you're listening, um, I will certainly reach out to you right now after this uh, podcast. Okay. Uh, oh, my uh, God. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel so guilty. Sorry, Steve. But um, Linda, thank you so much. I, I really enjoyed our time and, um, you know, learned a lot about the, the Vietnamese uh, French way of, of, of uh, the entertainment business. Mm, thank you very much, uh, Kenneth. It's such an honor and a privilege, and I'm very grateful that we met uh, in person in LA, and then we finally got to to do this episode together. And uh, it's funny that uh, because we have been postponing this episode, and then happened that the next uh, your next guest is Steve. So it's <laughs> <laughs> I he and I postponed a few times. You know, he was on, and then it was a bad connection. But I have to get back on and and really uh, work on him next. Mm. <laughs> I really hope like to yeah to 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 meet again with you in LA in uh, in Paris. Yes. Uh, if you if you are in Paris, please let us know, or maybe in Vietnam also. So. <laughs> yes, we certainly will. Thank you so much once again, Linda. Mm, thank you, Kenneth. Thank you for listening to the Vietnamese with Kenneth Wynn. 
Special thanks to Brittany Tran, to Jane Wynn, Catherine Wynn, Tina Pham, Sydney Jamie, and Christo Trin. Please find us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at The Vietnamese Podcast. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.